0: Good morning, St. Michael's. Will you please
1: stand? Lord, we are just so grateful for your open invitation to your house. This is a place of refuge, a place of safety. You invite us here. We're welcome into your family, into your house. We know that with rain comes refreshing, and we just thank you for that, Lord. Let us enter into the service this morning with our hearts full. Jesus,
2: Upon us this day, and we might be filled up and overflowing. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And
3: blessed be His kingdom, now and forever.
2: Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
4: Jesus said, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. To the glory of your name. Amen.
2: The Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
3: Christ, have
2: mercy. Lord, have mercy.
4: Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive, thankfully, the fruits of this redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen.
5: Morning, sir. (laughs) All right, if you'd reach out your hands and pray with me as we send off these young people to Sunday school. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for each and every one of these young people. Lord, we ask that you would watch over them every day of their life. You would fill them, Lord, with wisdom and knowledge and courage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Isaiah, chapter 56, verse 1, commencing. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for my salvation is about to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, and the Son of Man who lays hold on it, who keeps from defiling the Sabbath, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Do not let the son of the foreigner, who has joined himself to the Lord, speak, saying, The Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Nor let the eonic say, Here I am, a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, To the eonics who keep my Sabbath, and choose what pleases me, and hold fast my covenant, even to them I will give in my house, and within my walls a place and a name, Better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also, the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to, the, and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants. Everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant, even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be God. Please stand
1: the of the this morning's Psalm is Psalm sixty-seven. God be merciful to us and bless us.
3: In the heart of space, the shine of
1: that your way may be known on the earth.
3: For salvation among all nations.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For
0: you shall judge the
3: people righteously, and govern the nations on earth.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let
3: all the peoples praise you.
1: The earth shall yield her increase.
3: God, our
1: own God, shall, God bless shall bless us. God shall
3: bless us. And all the ends of the earth, earth shall
1: hear. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
0: This morning's New Testament reading comes from Romans chapter eleven, beginning in verse twenty-five. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God... Yet now have obtained mercy through their disobedience; even so, these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, that He that He might have mercy on all. The Word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Please stand for
4: the reading of the Gospel. The Lord be with you. May the Lord be on our minds, on our lips, and on our hearts as we hear his holy gospel. The holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are reading from Matthew's gospel, chapter 15, beginning at verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, "O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour.
2: Heavenly Father, be with us in a special way this morning as we break your word and just illuminate it to our hearts and to our spirits, Lord, that we might grow into mighty spiritual beings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you don't mind, I'm going to utilize my little cheater stool here. Well, I want to talk to you this morning, and uh, the first thing I want to say to you is this, is, this is our standard, this is a fact, this is what we want to rest and lean on our entire life, 1 John five twelve. whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And let me tell you, we do a wonderful job here teaching and illuminating all the Scriptures, but this is the bottom line. This is what you need to hang on when times are good, when times ain't so good. You just hold on to this and you'll have the key. The key to paradise. Amen? Collette was, uh, I found, interesting. And, it, and I, I kind of broke it apart for you a little bit. And I thought, I don't often do this, but occasionally I preach out of the Colette. I'm going to do that this morning. Almighty God, you've given your only son to be for us. Okay, so we're learning that... Uh, Jesus came for specific purposes, reasons. He's got a particular job he wants to do in your life, in my life, and uh, all we've got to do is cooperate. It's one of my favorite words, you know, because it, it's so much easier to deal with than uh, you trying too hard or uh, the, you just need to cooperate. Allow him to lead you through your life. And if we do that, we're going to have very, very successful futures. It says, he's given his only son for us, a sacrifice for sin. And also, an example for godly life. Now, we'll probably spend an inordinate amount of time on two, because there's not much you can do about one except understand it, receive it. Understand it, receive it, that Jesus paid the price for your blunderous errors in life and mine. And so we can we can put that aside and if you remember the enemy, what he wants to do, his number one tool is to keep that in front of you because it's so powerful guilt is so powerful and uh it's it's interesting because it isn't that we are guilty but what we hang on is that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself that's man that's us not counting man's sins against him. God loves us. And if we could ever, ever fully appreciate the complexity of that word, love, it's not a simple, it's not a directed, but it's it's a multifaceted uh, condition that... Uh, makes him operate in just the way he does. And so, because of this, we acknowledge that he came for us, a sacrifice for sin and an example for godly life. And then we ask in our prayer, give us grace. And and boy, we need it. Give us grace to receive Thankfully, the fruits of his redeeming work. See, over and over, I sense in in talking and dealing and counseling with people that you need to to receive it over and over because there is such a, the enemy is such a guilt manipulator that almost every time I sit down with you, if you're having some struggles, as I tell you, God loves you. God knows, he knows every hair on your head, he knows what you've done, he knows, but he died on a cross and paid the ultimate price, completely sinless, to exonerate you. And that's a mighty work, and it's almost, I think if you want to irritate the Lord, that probably is one of the best ways to do it, is not receive this incredible price he paid for you. And yet people, they struggle with this. Don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with it. Now, you can um, meditate on it. You can meditate on this amazing work that he's done in your life and for your life. But don't struggle with it. In meditating, you are celebrating. You're celebrating what he's done and you're accepting it wholeheartedly and you're adored by that. Amen? And so he says, receive the fruits of his redeeming work," And he's calling us in this grace to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Now, what does that phrase mean to you? Well, that means that you have a purpose-driven life. You're not just wandering around out there or or filling it up with all your short-term ambitions, but you have already and continually, hopefully in your prayer life daily, lay your life before Him and receive His redeeming work and then... Make effort to follow in His steps. That means, what are the steps, Stephen? What are Christ's steps? You know, of course you do. There's a book full of them. And but that's what it requires. We have to read the Word, be in the Word, because the enemy takes that Word and causes confusion, or he'll he'll try and get you not to go to the Word. And so you constantly, you set yourself a path. and You follow the path. One of the greatest parts of the path is to read his word. And man, I encourage you, be in his word. Read his word daily. I remember when I first started reading his word, it made no sense to me at all. And then two things happened. After a time of testing, where I was really serious, the Lord just it just started making sense. And two, he put me in a situation because it, ultimately I became a, a Bible teacher. <laughs> and uh, so he put me around people who I could go to His resources, And I could develop almost any level of understanding that I wanted to have about the Scripture. That isn't for everybody, by the way. That isn't for everybody. I I think you should all be in your Word on a regular basis. I think you should be asking the Lord to speak through His Word to you about your life and direct you and to illuminate for you a direction that you may have... uh, worked out through your own prayer life or through with with your pastor or counselor or someone. It's an affirming presence that it can be in your life. In Matthew's Gospel, uh, in the 15th chapter, verse 21 commencing, Matthew emphasizes something that I want you to always remember. What it says is that God's salvation plan is unlimited. Thomas got it. It's like that's a huge word. In other words, while it seems it's primarily written for the Jews we quickly realized that it's for the Gentiles too. God is no respecter of men. It was written for all men and women. And we're assured that if we truly believe in our hearts and confess with our lips that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we will be accepted by God as his child, and rescued from our sins. How huge. How wonderful. So much did Jesus believe this and try and convey this to us, that he referred to himself, this is God incarnate, as the first of many brethren, Isn't that amazing? Does that bring you closer to him? He's the first of many brethren. He's including you much closer in his circle than perhaps you think you deserve to be, ought to be, are. No. I've asked you many times, and I'll continue to ask you, how far do you want to go? How far do you want to go with him? The sky's the limit. He's made a way. You're already in a pretty doggone mature body here. And uh, (coughs) there's just no doubt about it. I used to, uh, it it, it fragmented now, but I used to uh, be a part of a uh, ministerial association and we used to have uh, lunch every month together. And uh, ironically, one man, a dear friend, uh, held that thing together. And I used to call him the dean of that group. But uh, as soon as he retired, that fell apart. Nobody was able to step up and take that over. I didn't feel I was supposed to, because I have so many other things I do, but I always tried to make it be a part of that, and uh, because I believe there was such a synergy that's created when many men of God come together and uh, agree together for things, and it was just for the city. powerful, powerful. God is no respecter of men. What he's trying to do is for you me, all of us, we have an opportunity to resist, we have an opportunity to really, really dig in and cooperate, and what we do normally over a life is we ebbs and tides. Sometimes we're very, very alert and pressing, other times we coast, that's Normal for what I've seen. But God understands all that, factor all that in, and He is so patient. He's so patient with us. So Jesus referred to Himself as the first of many brethren, and that's where He patiently is and waits. We're encouraged to be reconciled to God. He not only wants us to get in a right relationship with Him, and uh, only you would know whether you have done that. I believe everybody here has. But what I've found over a lifetime is He wants you to stay in that relationship. And, And that requires that recommitment. And that's why every day I'm... Making it known, because I'm sure I did something the day before that wasn't certainly the best conduct pleasing to Him. I don't mean to, but we are people. But I make sure that every day I I come before Him and would say, Lord, the, the stupidity of man, but would re- receive my supplications and my prayers, Lord, and, and cause me to. To walk with you. That's where I want to be. I want to be walking with you and walking for you. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against them. Have you ever noticed that He continually goes the extra mile? He comes even to court us. I was not looking for him when I found him. But he was looking for me. And he already had destined for my life that if I showed a shred of cooperation that he would deceive me. And I showed more than a shred. He had kind of worked my life over to put me in a place where I was ready to hear. and And then he poured into my life and I have nothing but Amazing, wonderful, wonderful experiences in life that God has given me in Christ Jesus. You know, you think about it. We have nothing to offer God. But a good challenge, maybe. And when you could get to a place where you realize that, you realize how perfectly needed, If you think of the dough you have been, you are perfectly ready for him to build you into what he wants you to be, a powerful spiritual man or woman. It's through the confession of sins and belief in the saving work of God's Son, Jesus Christ, that both the Jews and the Gentiles receive the gift Salvation. That's what we discover in the Gospels and the Book of Acts. The response often is bad attitude. Because we don't we don't understand, we we don't fully appreciate the complexity of, of what he's trying to do in our life. But here's an example. After Jesus manifests his divinity by walking on the water at the Sea of Galilee, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law inquire as to why our Lord's disciples ignore the traditions of the elders by eating with unwashed hands. Hello? That's it? That's your response to this man who just walked on water? We don't want to be there. This weekend's reading from the Old Testament, in Isaiah, echoes this notion that those who keep justice and do righteousness and keep the Sabbath and hold fast the covenant, that means that when it says hold fast the covenant, it slips. But you're constantly holding and attempting to keep that thing in your grasp, that's what it means, will be acceptable to the Lord. In other words, our love for the Lord must be genuine. And so Jesus, in this passage, he responds addressing their hypocrisy, spiritual blindness, their lukewarm hearts, and he goes right after them. This becomes important when Jesus encounters the the woman with the demon possessed daughter. She showed up in just the right time for just the right purpose. See, while the Jews presume, based on their thinking, this woman's unacceptable to the Lord. Because of her Gentile heritage. But Jesus acknowledged her faith and heals her daughter. Without faith, we're unable to please God. But with faith, we can do all things. So this event was a fulfillment of Isaiah. Righteousness comes from the Lord and is manifest in love and obedience. Say it again. Righteousness comes from the Lord. We're all expecting that the Lord would receive us as righteous people. And it's manifest in love and obedience the Gospels first for the Jews, but then also for the Gentiles. Jesus says the people besides those already gathered. And yet, as Paul explains, the Jews aren't cast out. Even when they reject him and didn't receive him, He's not done with them. In actuality, the Gentiles, all being front and center, facilitate the Lord's work of calling his chosen people to himself. One of the things you learn as you study Paul's life is the first place he always went to in any city he went to, I said my student, and I drummed this in him, was to his people. And, of course, they beat him up, rejected him, and threw him out. But, and uh, thank God, because he did then share to the Gentile world and uh, created our our avenue. Paul's fervent prayer is that bringing Christ to the Gentiles will serve somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. So God works his plan through both these groups. It seems like salvation comes from the Jews in Christ and returns to them through the Gentiles. Now, although this Canaanite woman comes to Jesus in humility, if you notice, rereading this passage carefully, She is no slouch, and she's not a doormat. She's very assertive. And she says, not begging, but she says assertively, have mercy on me. It's denoted by the original language. I'm not going to go on all that. She seems to presume to command Jesus, but she is certain. See, again, it goes back to her faith. She's certain not only that his divine power can do it, but his merciful willingness to use that power will be activated and help her. And that's why you need to come to God the same way. When you ask, you ask like that. Lord, I need your help. Come to me quickly. Lord. And if there's things that I need to do in this, speak to me clearly, Lord, and let's get this thing going. Because I have a need that only you can meet. And Lord, I know you're going to do it. She's certain not only of his divine power, but his willingness to use that power to help her. Naturally, the sure faith is worked by the Holy Spirit as Jesus comments, you, lady, I'm I'm paraphrasing, he didn't say lady, he said, you have great faith. Interestingly, she calls Jesus the son of David, And we would expect that kind of a response from a Jew, not a Gentile. But she's been studying up. She's been listening and open. And she reveals it here in this conversation she has. Suggests she understands pretty clearly parts of the Old Testament, the prophecy, which so many of the Jews did and were rejecting, even as this conversation was occurring, still rejecting. Although it's possible that the disciples shunned her because of her annoying cries, we must also assume that they were disdained by her gender, her status as a Gentile, and her demon-possessed daughter. Finally, the Jews assumed that calamity in life, such as a demon-possessed child, was divine punishment for our individual sin. And I'm sure these played into her being shunned as well. But what they demonstrate is this uh, self-righteousness on the part uh, of the disciples that are the disciples that are present. But the gospel is expressed directly to the woman as the Lord acknowledges her faith and heals her daughter. So they got they got spanked. He forgives the woman. Since through her faith, rather than through Jewish, yeah, attitudes or experience, tradition, no. And and what we need to understand today is the gospel is for all. This this like is demonstrated here. He looks through all that. He sees the need. He sees the faith, and he responds to the faith in love. And in healing. Now, even though he responds, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and it was intended for the Jewish, he still responded to the woman. He could not not. And so the Jews, I'm sure he was hoping, would understand two things. Without Christ... They're lost. Just like we are. They're the unsaved sheep of Israel. And they're no better off because of that than the woman. But Jesus' desire is to move not only in her life, but in the life of his disciples. You know, as I was researching this, I ran across some writings and, uh, and I realized that R- Luther's original baptismal rite in 1523 is expressed as a exorcism. And we, as you'll see, next time we do a baptism, not having we're going to have one today, but we're putting it off. But you'll notice there is a exorcism portion of that for all of us as we reaffirm our commitment to the Lord. But listen, Luther connects this to Jesus' act of healing the woman's demon-possessed daughter. Jesus removes the demon so that the spirit can enter. And in so doing, this is my last comment, the Lord brings her into the true house of Israel. Through the gate, him, and to the table where the bread of life served. Amen? Please stand. who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and (coughs) was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again
3: with glory
2: amen brothers and sisters with
4: the same attitude, canaanite women let us approach the lord with persistent faith and ask him to grant us our needs that god's people will love one another and so prove to be disciples of christ lord in your mercy that the church everywhere will be a household of prayer for all people lord in your mercy That future generations will hear and answer the call of God to the priesthood, the diaconate, and other Christian ministries. Lord, in your mercy. That the nations will rule their people with righteousness, especially the poor and the powerless. Lord, in your mercy. That those who defend us at home and abroad will experience the grace and protection of God. Lord, in your mercy. That every life will be seen as a gift from God and perfect, protected from conception to natural death. Lord, in your mercy. That the Jewish nation will recognize Jesus as their promised Messiah. Lord, in your mercy. That the sick, the poor, and the lonely will experience the presence of God through his people.
2: Lord, in your mercy. It is your good pleasure to bless us with every good gift. Hear and answer our prayer and increase our faith. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you.
4: And with With your your spirit.
2: spirit, Turn and greet your neighbor with
5: a few things I want to share this morning. Um, let's say first and most important is praise dance. It's, it's uh, starting again. Do we have that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, September. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't read it. <laughs> it's 10th September 10th. Uh, you know who you are. Be there. It won't be me. And we can all say hallelujah, amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> so put that on your calendar. Another big thing I want you to put in your calendar is the St. Michael's Feast this year. Because it's it's 50 years. Amen. This church has been here in San Clemente for 50 years. And that sort of thing doesn't happen every day. So... Um, <laughs> amen. Amen. So we want to put on our festive hats and be here for that. We're having um taco, that's, what is it? A taco bar yep. and so you bring the desserts and the drinks. Now I like desserts and so I'm hoping that you all come through with all the best. <laughs> <laughs> so that's those are a couple of the big items I want to mention. There are other things I want to add into this and that is uh I want to thank that there were there was a crew of people working here yesterday Jesse knows their names. I can't list them all, but you know who you are, and I'm very grateful for all the work that you've done. So much of what was done was done in order to be ready this week for the for the first day of school, which is Thursday. Yep. And so there are a lot of people that have been contributing to make this uh, one of the best school years that we have ever had. And not Amen. to say that it was... Uh, not always great before, but it's very exciting. We've got new teachers, Haley and Hannah, new teachers. We've got lots of things that are going on and a lot of, a lot of work done to make the place inviting and beautiful. And so I want to thank everybody uh, who has uh, worked to make this possible and for those many people who are contributing to make this a great year. So thank you, thank you all very much for that. Mm-hmm let's see what am i forgetting oh you know one of the things this is like a lot of great things to be thankful for today i don't know how to categorize this next one i just want to um during the covid like looking at some of the processes our baptismal processes we have this step in it where we hand you a certificate to say yes here is your proof that you were baptized and we write your name in the book we had a little bit of catching up to do and, and so there are many of you who have, if you had a baptism in the last three plus some years, then look for an envelope there for your family member who is baptized and we're excited. I'm excited to have that accomplished. That was uh, Katie here and my wife, Debbie did a lot of work to make that possible. So amen. Praise God. I'm happy for that. What am I missing?
4: You know, I was just going to say this year seems to be a really awesome year to give to the Lord in this house. And what we've seen is every time we've had an opportunity for people to come whether it's our fire nights or our work days or uh the new teachers all these opportunities have been for people society, to press in the society and God's just been pouring yes. out blessings and multiplying Amen. our effort. And so as we thank you for all these things and we talk about all these ministries that are going on, I just want to invite you again look for the opportunities in your life where God's saying press in over here contribute over there because he's been multiplying it and i'm I'm amen. floored i mean there's so much cool stuff going on that we've been praying for for decades and amen so, praise true. god praise that's all god. God. good <laughs> word thank you yeah. let's pray for the offering offer to god a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the most high let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the lord
2: give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful, ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he's freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness in your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread, he gave you thanks, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup, again he gave thanks and praise, and he gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. <coughs> Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ is died. died. Christ is is risen, and Christ will will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Jesus, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us grow in love, together with our patriarch Craig and all of our clergy. Remember, especially those who are sick, infirm, in spirit, soul, or body. <coughs> Excuse me. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and if we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. You've made us worthy to share eternal life with Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Joseph, her husband, and with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints, may we praise you in union with you, with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the union of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father,
3: who art in Amen.
4: heaven,
2: hallowed be <coughs> thy name. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, a prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who roam through the world seeking to ruin of souls. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself not counting men's sins against them. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain the always. Amen.
4: Let's go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.